Wednesday night and we are live. I hope everybody's doing good. About 342 people on our various platforms tonight. Make sure that you have a Rumble account, a Getter account, a Black Robe TV account. Make sure that you have all those in case we're ever taken off of any social media platforms. But we're also, of course, on Facebook and on even on YouTube, on, on Twitch, on Twitter, and on Odyssey, all those. Don't get an Odyssey account because Odyssey never takes down our material either. It doesn't seem to be a heavy totalitarian state over there. But anyway, and also make sure that you like and share, like and share, like and share. Won't hear see any ads or anything else on this show. So like and share for me. Let's get it out the truth to as many people as we possibly can. As that video said, don't let them get away with it. In our pregame, don't let them get away with, away with it. We are not. We will call all of this stuff out. It will always be the truth. Starting off with, of course, everybody said that today that Trump was going to be arrested today. And I'm not saying that he won't be or anything like that or indicted or a warrant issued for him or whatever. And by the way, Alvin Bragg, that's the DA in Manhattan. Alvin Bragg just bought and paid for by George Soros. And when I say bought and paid for, George Soros installed him into power via campaign funds. And I love Dan Bongino's nickname for Alvin Bragg. And Aaron, see if you can pull up a picture of Alvin Bragg, because then you'll know why. Just have it ready and I'll pop it up there. His name, Dan Bongino has called him Twinkies because <laughs> one of my producers over here just laughed. Twinkies because he can't control his appetite. This giant dude, but he bought and paid for Soros. Uh, stated there you go. There's Twinkies. There's there he is. There's Twinkies. Bought and paid for by George Soros. Installed into power in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is is the District Attorney for that area. You had even Merrick Garland turn down this case because there really is no case. There's nothing really to charge Trump with. And here's the interesting little component about it: is that the only way to make it a felony is to make it a federal campaign finance felony, but Alvin Bragg can't charge him federally, but is charging him federally. That's what's going on. So you're like, that's impossible. It's not impossible because it's like what I told you. You're like, Tom, please don't be redundant. I have to be redundant to some extent because you need to understand where it is, especially if you live in a blue state, how the criminal justice system works. Please understand it. You're like, Tom, how would you know? Because I was a law enforcement officer, deputy sheriff, right here where I'm sitting, Sarasota County, Florida, 1992 to 2017. 25 years and a day. Two, two, that's the exact amount of time that I was. Street-level law enforcement my whole career, but this is how it works. All you get, what you do is, everybody thinks cops have all the power. Cops have no power. None. Everybody thinks that they do, but they don't. Because everything then goes to the court system, even a ticket, if you want to fight a ticket. But this is how it works, is if you want to charge somebody with a crime, I've been charged with a crime by the police. You were never charged with a crime by the police. The police submitted what's called an affidavit, or right here in Sarasota County, Florida, and in most jurisdictions, a probable cause affidavit. Even when you're arrested, maybe taken to the ground, put in handcuffs, put in the backseat of a police car, you are actually not criminally charged at that time. That affidavit then goes to the state attorney, who then chooses whether or not to charge you. That's how it works. So all the, and, and by the way, a state attorney doesn't need a law enforcement officer to fill out a probable cause affidavit. They don't even need a law enforcement officer to do that. They can do it themselves, which is what Alvin Bragg has done. This is what Twinkies has done. He has filled out his own probable cause affidavit. No cops would take up this case. This isn't coming from the NYPD. This is Alvin Bragg in conjunction with Letitia James, who swore that she would take down Donald Trump. These are people who are supposed to be law enforcement officers. Letitia James, who is the state attorney general for the state of New York, who is 
the highest ranking law enforcement, I mean, I hate to even say it, but law enforcement officer in the state, there's Twinkies, in the state of of New York. And then one of her minions is what Aaron, Aaron just showed, Alvin Bragg, I, uh, a.k.a. Twinkies. There, there, I got a point there. There we go, Twinkies. There's Twinkies. So they, which are both Democratic Party operatives, World Economic Forum uh, operatives, globalist, leftist, bourgeois operatives, that's who these people are, they, all you have to do is fill out that affidavit. Now, who would stop it? Remember now, if a cop fills out the affidavit, then an attorney, you guys stop me if I'm not making sense. Seriously, I want everybody to understand this. If a cop fills out an affidavit that's erroneous, it'll be stopped by the state attorney. If the state attorney fills it out, who's going to stop it? Because here's how it works too, is you have the state attorney or, or they call, and everybody's got different names, whether it's deputies or cops or whatever it is. Alvin Bragg is a district attorney. We call him in, in the state of Florida state attorneys. So if I mix them up, uh, just try to excuse the loss of translation. But if you, so you also have state attorneys or district attorneys and then assistant state or district attorneys. So normally what happens, the cop makes an arrest, it goes to an assistant state attorney who chooses whether to charge the person or not. And then it goes to the state attorney for final approval. So here, none of that has happened. No cops filled out an affidavit. It went right to, not an assistant district attorney, but right to Alvin Bragg himself. He's doing it all himself. So who is gonna be his accountability? The only one, that would be Letitia James, who swore that she would take down the illegitimate president. And by the way, she said illegitimate president, so she's an insurrectionist and a seditionist, right? Because that's the, moder- that's the precedent that's been set by the Democratic Party. So who's gonna stop it? So if you live in a blue state, if you have a district attorney or a chief of police or cops that are all beholden to that blue state government, who's gonna stop them from arresting you? Well, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, what does that have to do with anything? You ever really ask yourself these questions? What does that have to do with anything? People, people spent their entire life in, in, in uh, Russia's gulags under whatever leader you want to name. They spent their entire, you know, they got arrested when they were 19, spent the rest of their life, died in a Russian gulag when they were 58. Well, well they never did anything wrong. Well, what does that do anything? If, if, they, if the state decides to arrest you, what are you going to do? You ever, you ever ask yourself these questions? And that, this is the thing, and I know that I'm preaching to the choir right now, but I'm telling you, that's why I want you to share this. And we need to put this segment out on our social media as a little segment, a little, one of our little clipped videos that Aaron or my son produces. Because this is how law enforcement works. So if you just have a rogue chief of police, rogue cop, rogue, rogue di- uh, district attorney like Twinkies, Alvin Bragg, and they're doing those things. You're brilliant, Aaron. I love you, seriously. There he is. If you have Twinkies there, Who's decided, you know what, there, here's Twinkies. If he decides to fill out an affidavit against you, what would, what would stop you from being arrested? Well, I didn't do anything wrong. It's got nothing to do with it. You have a charging affidavit. Yeah, but there have to be some sort, Tom, of foundational truth to that affidavit. Why? There isn't with Donald Trump. How did he commit a crime? Say that he did have an affair with Stormy Daniels, which he had denies. Say that he did. Okay, now there's always, there's a big difference between being morally wrong and then and then breaking the law, which I won't get into right now, but just say that he did have this. And of course I stand against it, morally speaking, but if he had an affair with Stormy Daniels, he's allowed to have an affair with Stormy Daniels without being locked up. Would that be correct? That's absolutely correct. So he can do that. Now, is he allowed to buy off her silence? Yes, it's called a non-disclosure agreement. He can do it. 
He can do that. It's not illegal. It may sound illegal because it would be illegal to tamper with a witness and do that. She's not a witness. So if he sent Michael Cohen, that's what he claims that he did, to her to buy her offer, I don't remember what it was, $350,000, something like that. Buy her, buy her silence off so that she will not talk about their, their uh, relationship. Well, that's not illegal. None of that is illegal at all. Now, the angle that Alvin Bragg is trying to use is that it was campaign a campaign finance violation, which is federal law, which he can't charge Trump with, but he's using it to charge Trump. You're like, that's impossible. No, you're not. Just put it on the affidavit. Who's going to stop it? Is all this making sense? You put it on the affidavit. Who's going to stop it? It goes now to Letitia James. So they file it. And this is why Trump will probably be indicted and probably arrested, have a warrant issued for his arrest out of the state of New York to the state of Florida. And they will, they, he will be extradited, which is why Governor DeSantis needs to step up and say, no, we will not extradite him to the state of New York. If Trump wants to go voluntarily, he can, but we will not allow that extradition order. That's what DeSantis should have done. Now, you're like, Tom, I thought you liked, I like DeSantis and I like Trump. But when they do stupid things, because I'm not, there's a big difference between liking and supporting and being like a Democratic Party acolyte who will do anything the Democratic Party says, even if it violates their own personal principles of the Democrat themselves. Me, I have principles that I will not violate for the sake of my, for, of my political party. If my party violates my principles, then I call out the party. I don't, I, don't bend, I don't bend or change my principles to support the party. That would make me a principleless hack, which is what most Democrats are. All Democrats are. For all, statistically speaking, all Democrats are. So what Ron DeSantis should have done, first of all, he didn't need to bring up uh, porn, star, uh, porn star buy-offs twice in his statement. Stupid, Ron. Stupid. You're so smart. Why are you doing stupid things? Stupid. I know that Trump sent out the thing about Ron DeSantis partying with underage girls. I get it. Fight that out later. Now is not the time. Bigger picture is that you have a former president in Gestapo-style function being arrested. Put aside that. We'll fight that battle later. And he came out and he's talked about Alvin Bragg being a Soros bought and paid for uh, state attorney and all that. I get it. Okay, fine. But you need to come out and say, you know what? If they, we will not actually, I mean, think about where DeSantis would be today. If he said, if a warrant is issued out of New York, I don't care. We will not allow that extradition to happen. He can do that. This is a federalist country. This isn't a warrant coming out of DC. This is a warrant coming from a blue leftist communist state of New York, Kathy Hochul. He should have done that. He didn't. He blew it, and it may have cost him the presidency. That's a fact. It's the way that it is. I'm not saying that it's a fact that it will cost him. I said that he can. It might cost him the presidency. You got to come out and do the right things here and put aside all of your, don't, don't be Ted Cruz like Ted Cruz was at the RNC in 2016 where you say, I'm not going to support Donald Trump because they both lied about each other. They did. They both lied about each other. Well, you know that. I mean, that's, that's just the primary season. I don't support the lies. I'm just telling you, now you got to endorse. You got to get on board. If DeSantis is the nominee, I will vote for DeSantis. If Trump is the nominee, I will vote for Trump. Even if Nikki Haley, which I'll throw up in my mouth, I will, I'll barf in my mouth, and I'll still go and vote for her. Because she's certainly better than Joe Biden, Gavin Newsom, or Kamala Harris, and whatever, what, what, or whatever other stooge they put up there. 
So back to my law enforcement spiel. If you have somebody in a blue state, a district attorney, and it could start at any level in law enforcement, but if there is no backstop, what will stop them from arresting you? Because I didn't commit a crime. That doesn't matter. If on the affidavit it says you did, then you did. Until somebody stops it. That's just the way. Yeah, Jonathan Turley go on to Fox and talk about Trump shouldn't worry about it because you can always take it to the Supreme Court or to the to the federal. It goes from local court to federal court to state Supreme Court to national Supreme Court. You like one out of five million cases ever reach the Supreme Court. That's going to be your backstop. Most most if you're watching right now, you're just an average everyday American like me, and you get arrested. You think you're ever going to see the Supreme Court? They decide to arrest you for sedition because you said, I hate the Democratic Party, which I basically say every day of my life. I hate the Democratic Party. They, you have Alvin Bragg say, that's sedition. I think that the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump and that Joe Biden is, is an illegitimate president over an illegitimate regime. You can have a blue state Alvin Bragg, district attorney say, you know what? That's sedition. You're like, hey, how's that sedition? How in, the, how, how in the world is that sedition? It's not. But he says that it is on an affidavit. Well, you know, that'll be stopped by the next level. Well, the next level is another bond paid for. Either Democrat or, or Soros Democrat district attorney. Who's going to stop it? It never gets stopped. You end up arrested or warrant issued for you and arrested. Then what happens? Then you go in front of a bunch of Democratic Party jurors. Well, first the grand jury before the warrant, and then your own jury once you've been arrested, if you decide to take a trial, in front of an Obama judge, in front of a Democratic Party, Obama or Biden jury, you're telling me that you're going to get justice even though you committed no crimes? This is where we are at. This is what has happened to Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, Alex Jones, and Michael Flynn. So far, and I'm missing some. James O'Keefe, his house is raided. Rudy Giuliani, his house, you got to get a warrant to do that. How does the warrant system work? The exact same way as the probable cause affidavit system works because they're both the same. It's you have to have probable cause to get a warrant, probable cause to make an arrest. They're all probable cause affidavits. Who would stop them? There's nobody to stop them because they're all politically incentivized, political, uh, not, they're, they're, they are not non-biased people. They are politically biased they're not even politically biased. They're political activists for the globalist left. Nothing backstops it. Get the heck out of blue states. Get out. Get out. You're going to be arrested for wearing a Trump hat. Why is that? Because they, well, you, you have a Trump hat on. There was a 1-6 insurrection. You're supporting the insurrection. So you're a seditionist. Oh, well, I'm not. I never did anything. Doesn't matter. Affidavit says you do. Aaron, does that make all make sense? Okay, there you go. So I just wanted to put that out for you. Here's the uh, Eric Trump video. This is the counterpart part to Alvin Bragg. This is what he says. He's talking about Letitia James. Here is the attorney general for the state of New York, which wants to issue an arrest warrant for Donald J. Trump. Play it for me. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. We need to focus on Donald Trump. We need to follow his money. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump. This illegitimate president. I look forward to going into the office of attorney general every day, suing him and then going home. 
Insurrectionist, insurrectionist, illegitimate president. If you question an election, you're an insurrectionist, and a threat to our democracy. That's correct. That's the new precedent. And you will net listen, always remember that even though you're compliant with or you actually issued the precedent, it will not spare you from the consequences of the precedent that you issued. She's now a seditionist for saying those things on video. She needs to be arrested. Alvin Bragg needs to issue a sedition arrest warrant for Letitia James according to Democratic Party rules. That's what, that's what, there we go right there. It's gonna be hard because I gotta use my left hand. There you go, it's hard to say. So I mean, that's what, that's what needs to happen. That's who's in charge. That's the backstop in the state of New York is Letitia James who said that she was going to be a pain in his bleep. Was that her job? Her job is to actually prosecute crimes. You know, crimes in New York, well, New York City alone, we have the murder rate up 25%, felonious crimes up 40%. Where you can't walk down the street without being accosted in the state of New York. That's her job is to actually stop those crimes. But instead, what is she doing? Political prosecutions. And then, turn, of course, political prosecution is political persecution. Right, let's go to the next one. Charlie Kirk video. Now, here's this is the absolute epitome, the embodiment of all that we've seen over the last three years of 15 days to flatten the curve. A narrative put out that's absolutely false to try to convince people to act a certain way. Play for me, Ness. figure out an exposure. <laughs> it's kind of like the Bob Dylan thing. There you go. So he, now here, what happens if you call for a protest and nobody shows up? Uh, that would be it right there. It's a protest out in front of Alvin Bragg that's out in front of Twinkie's courthouse where they're protesting. He said, Trump's time has come. They, now remember, how many people live in, live in the city of New York? A lot of them have left, used to be 9 million, now it's about 8 million. So they have 8 million people that are living in, this, in the city of New York. And these are all the people that are coming out against Trump right here. But look how many cameras are, look at the cameras for two protesters. Look at all, there's, there's 30 cameras for two protesters. There is actually 15 times the amount of cameras there than there are protesters. Because these protesters actually have the approved narrative. This is what happens everywhere. You have very few people actually believe that climate is an existential threat to your life. But you put out a couple climate protesters, put 30 cameras on them, and act like everybody believes in it, and act like it's a global movement. It's not a global movement. It's simply the media putting out its gaslit propaganda, which is what we're seeing right here. All right, let's go to the next one. Charlie Kirk tweet, I want to show you what's really happening in this country. This is, really, this is where we're at to show you the unfairness of things, because here are the actual statistics. Joe Biden's daughter arrested twice. No convictions, nothing's happened with her. Joe Biden's brother arrested three times, no jail time. We have Donald Trump, who has not committed a crime, being arrested and tried, or potentially tried, for committing crimes that he never committed. Joe Biden's niece arrested three times, no consequences. Joe Biden's son arrested once, no convictions. There you go. That's the, that's, that's the state of our criminal justice system as it stands Right now, if you are of the approved narrative, you are the approved party, the judicial system does not apply to you. The criminal justice system does not apply to you. You basically are exempt from ever being charged with a crime if you are a globalist leftist. You can do whatever you want. And here's an interesting little thing now. Well, I'll get to that later, but... I, I, <laughs> 
This is the story that's coming your way here. I hope I get to it tonight. But now you're also allowed to identify as whatever race you want. Just keep that in mind now. So you can never can be chased, you can never be charged with a hate crime. If you ever get charged with a hate crime, say against a homosexual or against an Asian person, just immediately identify as an Asian person or homosexual or as an Asian homosexual. Whatever you want, because you can do that now, because that's the rules. Let them live with their rules. They cannot, you cannot escape the consequences of the precedents that you set, even if you were the one who set the precedent. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, here's a pick. Here, this is where the money's going. Remember, we have, we have Donald Trump, who hasn't been the president now for two years and two months, being, tr being potentially tried, arrested inside of Manhattan's district attorney's court for crimes that don't exist. Again, he's being tried for crimes that don't exist. He's, he's being tried for a federal crime that Alvin Bragg does not have jurisdictional power to try him for. That's a fact, but it's on an affidavit, so there's no backstopping the affidavit, so it's going right to, right to trial, right, right to an arrest warrant. But here's, here's what's actually happening in our country, where Joe Biden, right after leaving office, his, his family has sent $3 million from the CCP. And here's where the money actually went. We have going left to right, 3117, head of uh, affiliate of Shanghai-based CEFC, which is now all the members of CEFC have been arrested and disappeared inside of China. Strange, isn't it? But that, that, those, are, those are the wonderful human beings that the Biden family does business with. Actually, the, the hallmarks of, of, of you know, honesty and integrity are arrested and now have, been, have disappeared inside of China. That's who they're doing business with. And here's the thing. Just leave this up for me. One thing that always needs, everything is always very basic logic. It's, a, it's amazing to me that people get fooled so easily. And it's, been, it's, not, it's really because they want to be fooled. They want to go along with the narrative. They, or they just, they don't want the consequences of standing up against the narrative. Whatever their motivations are, this is all very simple logic. The Bidens are receiving money, whether it's CF, uh, CEFC, I hate saying that, CEFC. I love the ones that flow easier than that, but CEFC, whether it's CEFC money, or whatever other entities, because they received, as you've heard me say a million times, 2014, uh, $1.4 billion to subsidiaries of Hunter Biden's various organizations, as many, many, organiza many, many companies, many, many uh, LLCs, right? For business startups, for businesses that never started up. This is what this money was. Good faith seed money for a business. First of all, what kind of business are you? This is CF CEFC is a fossil fuel company. What kind, of, what kind of fossil fuel industry can you start with $3 million? You can't even start one for $3 billion. So what kind of seed money, would, what, what, what would they be opening, a 7-Eleven? The Biden family 7-Eleven in Wilmington, Delaware, right down from Joe's uh, walled off mansion, surrounded by guns that you're not allowed, allowed to have, surrounded by a wall that you're not allowed to have. So what... What business would they be starting? Is this good face money? And then even if they set a business, why was a business never started? I mean, none ever. 1.4 billion from a CCP controlled bank for Hunter Biden's consultancy fees. Consultancy for what? To what business? A business that never was started. Everything is very easy and very logical. If this money was given for a business that was never started, where did the money go? And if it wasn't given for business, which it isn't, then why was it why was it given? Those questions, I mean, it's very easy. It's actually, you know, it's very logical. If this money was given for a business, where is the business startup? 
And then why, and maybe why wasn't it started? And then why, if it wasn't started, why wasn't the money returned? Where are the efforts to start a business? Maybe attorney's fees, you know, trying to get permits for things. None of that exists. $3 million sent basically to the Bidens and the Bidens affiliates, like Rob Walker, split up three ways, $1 million to Rob Walker, $1 million to another person, $1 million to the Biden family for a good faith start. This is just one of the million, many millions that were sent by foreign entities. We have Burisma, of course. You've got the ex-wife of the former Moscow mayor, former richest woman in Russia, sending $3.5 million to Hunter Biden for what? Where did this money go? It's very easy to know it, it, because they can't, re- and not to mention the FARA violations, foreign agency, foreign agent registry act violations. Because if you're going to be basically a subsidiary of money flow for a foreign company, for a foreign, for a foreign company, for a foreign government, which is not illegal as long as you get registered via FARA, which John Hunter Biden never has. So look at the money here. So you got 1.6 million with the Rob Walker. Uh, Hunter Biden, 610 million, 25 million to Hunter Biden's former girlfriend, his brother's, what his brother's widow. Yeah, this is this is quite the family tree they got going here. James Biden, 360,000, 70,000 to, to companies linked to them. And of course, there's always 10% for the big guy, but I add that, that's not part of that money trail. So this, but we have Letitia James and Alvin Bragg persecuting via prosecution Donald Trump for crimes he didn't commit. While you have... Money being received by the Biden family that's been, that is all now James Comer banking records traced money. Facts, facts. You're like, well, there's no, there's no provable crimes there. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. It very is the deeper you go. Because it's very simple, as I've said. If it was to build, to start a company, then just show me how you spent it to start a company, even if the company never started. That's all you need to do. And then, you know what? Hands off, but none of that exists. There's no permits, there's no attorneys, nothing. Just payments for a company startup that never started up. And here's some more for you. This is so everybody knows how the country really works. Billy Clinton paid Paula Jones $850,000 to go away. $850,000 to go away. He's not being tried. He's never been tried criminally for any of that at all. Never tried criminally. You're like, there was civil stuff. Yeah, between him and Paula. That's fine. Stormy Daniels wants to go after Donald Trump civilly. That's fine. Everybody needs to make sure that you understand the difference between civil and criminal. Civil is suing people for money, suing people for defamation, whatever it may be. And then criminal is to lock people up in jail. Those are two very different things. If Stormy Daniels wants to go after Donald Trump, fine. She can't. That's why she's not. She signed a non-disclosure agreement, which is exactly what Billy did with Paula. These are the facts. This is where we stand today. Let's change subjects here. Now, here's, here's a list. The pick, yeah, there you go. You can put that side by side whenever you can. Now, I'm going to read this to you. I don't know if you'll be able to see all of this or not, but I'll read it to you. And it, where you see the, the, uh, the red lines, that's GOP primary voters. And when you see the gray lines, yeah, as big as you possibly can. It's not that big a deal. But, and this is a morning consult poll. And where you see the gray lines or the black lines, they're gray, that those are all other voters, all other voters. So basically Republican voters in the red and then in the black are all other voters. And from top to bottom, the top is what people are most concerned about, what voters are most concerned about at the top and then at the bottom, what they are least concerned about. And let's see what the Biden administration is spending their time on. 
Shall we? Let's go. So here's the order. I got it here. Number one is the economy. What's Joe Biden doing with the economy? Basically what Joe Biden is doing, what causes, what, what causes the banks to collapse? What caused the bank, banks to collapse is hyperinflation. Very simply, they're overextended in bonds. Bonds are very much affected by inflation. When inflation affected the bonds, they were overextended and they collapsed. And there's many, many banks other than SVB and Signature that are right on the verge of doing the exact same thing. So what's their answer to that? You had inflation caused by what? The printing of money. That's what causes inflation. The printing of money. So What's their answer to problems caused by inflation, problems caused by printing money? They're printing more money. That's the solution. That's Joe Biden's solution. He's, he's causing more inflation to solve the problem of inflation. Inflation caused by the printing of money, he is trying to solve by printing more money. None of this is backed by gold. None of this is backed by bonds. None of this is actual debt. This debt isn't even owned by other, comp- by other countries. China owns about a trillion dollars worth of our debt out of the $32 trillion that we're currently in debt. But that's, that's what Joe Biden's doing with the economy. So the number one concern of the American voter on top is the economy. Number two, national security. Number three, immigration. What's being done on any of these fronts by the Biden administration? Immigration is number three. That's amongst all voters, not just right-wingers like me and you, all voters, their number top three concerns are economy, national security. And remember, we have no bullets. We have no ammo. They're all in Kiev. That's the concerns of America. Our military is depleted. You'll see it a little bit. Our military is behind the times. Our military is losing out in hypersonic technology to the Chinese. The Chinese are slated to have over 400 ships as we are thousands upon thousands upon hours behind in, in just repairing our ships, let alone building ships. We have many ships that are inoperable. We're not building any, none. Just like we're not building any refineries. Nothing, nothing's being done. So the economy, national security, and immigration are the top three things, none of which is being addressed by the Biden administration. And well, it's being addressed just in the way that causes more problems. Like immigration is the number three concern of all voters in America, Democrat, Republican, and independent. And the Biden administration in response to that being the number three concern of both Republicans, Democrats, and independents is leaving the border wide open. That's their response. Number four, taxes, as Biden taxes us through the roof. Jobs, number five. Six is crime. Seven, Social Security, Medicare. Eight is China. And what does Joe Biden do with China? Bootlick them and butt kiss them. That's all that he does. Number nine, healthcare. Number 10, education. Number, way down at number 11, where you just had Joe Biden give a national address how he will put out an assault weapons ban, not going through Congress, but via executive fiat. That's, that's the number 11 concern of the American public. But that's Joe Biden's number one concern. International affairs, number 12, 13 voting rights, 14 abortion, 15, Russia, Ukraine, 15. What's, what's the number one focus in, for the Uniparty inside of D.C., the Uniparty? Rhino Republicans and Democrats. Most, most Republicans are Democrats and all Democrats are Democrats. But their number one concern of Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, John Cornyn, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. And for the American public, that's number 15. 15. Number 16, climate change, 16. 
But you notice, what are they putting all their efforts on? The things that Americans don't give a crap about. They're not even, Joe Biden didn't hit anything that he's doing until we got to number 11. He didn't care about one thing Americans care about. He didn't care about one of the top 10 things that are concerning Americans. Not one. He didn't touch anything they care about until number 11. Number, uh, number, seven, uh, number 16, climate change. 17, coronavirus. So we're heading back down. We're heading towards the bottom here. And the last one, LGBTQ rights. What are they all focused on? Number one, Biden administration would be Russia, Ukraine, which is 15 to you and me. The, number two, climate change. Number three, coronavirus, or even tied with LGBTQ. That's what, they, that's what they care about. So what you consider to be the last four important items are the top four for the Biden administration. And not only the Biden administration, but those with R's in front of their names that should have a D in front of their names and a D in more way than one. There you go. That's the truth. All right, let's go to the next one. Adam Credo, Credo tweet. But in the midst of all this, we have, a, we have banks collapsing, $32 trillion in debt, trying to solve inflation by doing what caused inflation, printing more money. In the midst of all of that, we have Joe Biden sending Biden green lights, $500 million payment to Iran. Late, latest sanctions waiver gives Iran cash to boost Russia's all-out war against Ukraine. So you honestly think that Joe Biden doesn't want war in Ukraine, that he wants the Russians to win? No, he wants perpetual war in Ukraine for his globalist purposes. And if I get into all those globalist purposes, that will be the end of the show. But I mean, that's the, he wants it endlessly burning so that Metabiota is covered, the lab that's owned, that was owned by Hunter Biden that was sending money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, all of the corruption inside of Burisma sending a million million dollars a year to Hunter Biden, that's all gotta be burned to the ground, as well as making sure that he follows those who are extorting him, those follow his extortionist orders, which is extortionist, the people that are extorting Joe Biden is Xi Jinping and the CCP. The CCP, which is sending money to both Russia and Ukraine at the same time. And this war benefits everybody but you. And again, I could spend three hours on it. But in the midst of that, he's actually sending money to a country that's supporting Russia. I thought Russia was the enemy. Not really. There are no enemies for the World Economic Forum except you and I. Joe Biden is not the president of a sovereign nation in his own eyes. He is a governor of a globalist state under the authority of Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. He doesn't know that. He won't say that, but that's who he is. All right, let's go to the next one. Steve Kerr's tweet. Here's, here's an, this, is, this is a very interesting tweet right here. I heard from one of the top execs, and I got actually read more of this article, but this summed it up enough to talk about it. At Signature Bank, that they were floored that the bank was seized since there was no solvency problem. Barney Frank, who's on the board, who basically caused the economic collapse of 2008, said the same. There was no real objective reason that Signature had to be seized, but yet it was still seized. So is this stuff on purpose? We all know it's on purpose. It's all to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. In order to leverage you into a one-world commerce system, you have to have a one-world bank. They want all these banks too close so there will basically be four options inside of the United States. Some people are saying six. I'm saying four. I could be wrong. They could be wrong. I don't know if I'll remember them all, but it's Bank of America, Goldman Sachs. Uh, just lost them all in my head here. But uh, Wells, thank you, Aaron. Wells Fargo and one other, if you guys think. Uh, yeah, I said Bank of America. 
Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan. Boom. That's why you're here, Aaron. Love you. So there you go. That's, that, that's what they want because if you only have four options, it's very easy to control the four options and you are controlled because you only have four options. Leverage you into a one world commerce system with a single access point and that access point controlled by a tyrannical globalist government. That's the point of it all. That's the point of COVID. That's the point of vaccine mandates. That's the point of the vaccines. That's the point of the transgender movement. That's the point of the gun grabbing movement and any other liberal ideology that none of them actually adhere to themselves, but they force you to adhere to. None of them adhere to their climate change activism. They don't, they don't, they don't adhere to their climate change policies of you using less food, less using less food, yes, and fuel. They don't adhere to any of those things. They're flying around the globe in their private jets. Why? If you really thought climate change was an existential threat to humanity and yourself and your family, you would stop. You can just do a Zoom call to Davos, Switzerland, correct? You don't have to fly there. So if you really believed it, you stop flying your private jets. One private jet flight you puts more fossil fuel uh, exhaust into the atmosphere than your car will during your entire lifetime. That's a fact, by the way. Sometimes we just, we lose things in translation. We don't know how big a trillion is, how big a billion is. One private jet flight uses more fossil fuels than your car will use in a lifetime as far as exhaust is concerned. That's a fact. But yet they fly all over the globe because they don't really believe in climate change. They don't really believe in COVID as an existential threat to your life. They just leverage these things to control you. That's all that it's about. All right, but moving on to vaccines. Rumble video. This is disturbing. If you do not follow Edward Dowd, former BlackRock executive, if you don't follow him on social media, you are missing out. Edward Dowd video from Rumble. Edward Dowd presents irrefutable evidence vaccine mandates killed and disabled countless Americans. Play for me, Ness. What is the most compelling piece of evidence that you have discovered and that you have covered to show that the vaccine is indeed harming people? What is the one or two pieces of data that you think is the most persuasive? I love it. This is the, what we call the elevator pitch. So two, two, two data sets, Society of Actuaries, which are group life policies at the elite, elite corporations across the U.S., Fortune 500, mid-sized. Uh, their excess mortality in 2021 was 40%. The general U.S. population was 32%. Uh, typically, this group is much healthier than the general U.S. population. The Society of Actuaries has uh, shown that in prior studies. It's in my book. It's QR-coded. And they said that in any given year, uh, group life policyholders die at one-third the mortality rate of the general U.S. population. So that inverted in 2021 and, uh, and, and, and continues to this day. And, there, and, and of course, I, I blame the vaccines and mandates. The second piece of data, separate data set, U.S. Uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics disability data. Disability numbers were around 29 to 30 million for the prior five years going into uh, 2021. Then they exploded in February uh, from about 29 to 30 to 33.2 million. That was a three standard deviation event, which in geek speak happens 0.03% of the time. Rapid increase. Of those 3.2 million people that were added, 1.7 million are employed. When you look at the disability rate increases, employed went up 31%. The general U.S. population went up 9%. And what's even worse is those not in labor force, those are people who could work and are willing to work, their disability rate only went up 4%. Those are the people who got fired for not taking the jab mm -hmm. or refused to take the jab and quit. 
So typically speaking, the employed of the country, by the very nature of going to work, don't uh, aren't as disabled as the general po U.S. population. And this is this has never happened in the history of our country. Those two pieces of data are uh, for me a mic drop. That's what I presented to Senator Ron Johnson in yep. December, and that's it. That's all we need to know. We're so done here. There, the 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 smart aleck college kid would say, "Oh, come on, causation and correlation. You don't know the vaccine is causing that." Your response would be. My response would be, well, so did the virus mutate in 21 and 22 to only affect younger age working people, but somehow avoids those who are not employed? That's it. I mean, unless we have a new virus that knows you're working, uh, there's no explanation for it. If you were to put a number on it or approximate, how many people do you think died because of the mRNA gene altering shot? So we've done a analysis it's on our website at finance technologies spelled with the ph instead of an f in the humanity project tab under disabilities we saw that for every uh uh death there were four disability uh for four disabilities so if there's 3.2 million disabilities since 2021 we came up with 800,000. there you go that's what they're estimating that's what we're down statistically speaking when you had an increase in 2021 and 2022 of, th of 3.2 million people claiming disabilities. That's an, 3 million more people claiming disabilities, not to mention excess mortality for younger people is up 40%, overall population 32%. Do you understand those numbers? If you have World War II created about a 10% increase in excess mortality, globally, in the United States alone, you have a 40% increase in excess mortality. That's four, they normally have about 1.2 to 2 million, 1.2, between 1.2 and 1.4 million Americans die per year, just the natural causes and accidents and everything else. That is up by 40%. Well, in all population, but on average, about 37%. If you take 40% versus 32%, right? You're like, Tom, that would not be, no, absolutely wouldn't. If you're like, Tom, that would be noticeable. No, it wouldn't. This country, everybody says 330 million people live here. That's inaccurate. That's from 2006. Every single year, we allow in one to two million via chain migration into this country. So how many people actually live here, not to mention the illegals that are pouring across the southern border? About 400 million people live here. If you have an increase of about 40% off of about 1.2 to 1.4 million people, so you have an increase of five or 600,000 people dying per year, what did he just say? 800,000 is what he just said. Those are the facts. You wouldn't notice it. People are noticing it. Like, you know, everyone goes around in life and they just have their day-to-day -day life. And I've said this about even people that I know, even people that have, that have attended this church. Now that the, the extreme oppression is temporarily over and maybe I hope for a long period of time, it'll be, it'll be, uh, It'll come right back if you allow it to, because they'll do as many things as you allow them to do. Just simply saying no will stop them, but nobody ever says no outside of people like you and me. But people just step back into their normal lives until it, this comes out and grabs a hold of them. A lot of us in the pure blood realm, those of us who refuse the vaccination, we're not seeing, we're not seeing mass death here at Foundation Church. Because nobody here, for all statistically speaking, we have some people who are vaccinated, we've prayed over and that vaccine's gone. But mainly, nobody, so this isn't touching our lives, but it has touched my neighborhood. The cancer coming out of nowhere, killing, killing a, a man in our neighborhood, a man with no coronary history dies, and it's just, they find him on the bathroom floor. 
That's in my own little neighborhood, about 30 houses. So it does, if you pay attention, it does touch you. But even if you live a little isolated life, it may not touch you at all. But these are the actual numbers. This is coming from the Society of Actuaries. This is not a right wing, this is not the Gateway Pundit. It's not Dan Bongino or Steve Bannon. It's not the Federalist that's writing this. This is from the Society of Actuaries. This is from insurance companies based off of disability claims. Disabilities are up 3.2 million. Disability claims are up. Most of those disability claims are from people who are who continued to work. In other words, they weren't vaccinated. The people who are fired for not vaccinating have hardly any disability claims. They're only up 4%. If you did work and you took, got, took the vaccination, they're up 31% in disability claims, which coincides with the excess mortality rate of 35%. We're at basically having between 30 and 40% more people dying inside of the United States than what we had prior to 2020. Those are the absolute freaking facts from the insurance companies, not from right-wing pundits. It's from the Society of Actuaries. And what, what, what Edward Down did, he's a statistical genius. He's taken that Ackerman and, and now pointed it at vaccine statistics. He's a financial genius for BlackRock. Come on, he's a former BlackRock financial advisor. You know what it means to manage a multi-trillion dollar company? So he's a genius. He's just, he's, just, he's just extrapolating. He's, he's not lying via statistics. He's just showing you what the statistical data says. And if you have a certain amount of people who have basically you have one death per every three uh, people who are claiming disabilities, that's what the numbers come out to. Over 800,000 people have died from this vaccine, which I've been saying for a long time. Because everyone goes off of the VAERS report which is 30, let's just say 35,000 Americans, 35,000 Americans have died of the vaccine, right? Again, we're not even talking about disabilities. We're not talking about infirmities. We're not talking about people who have been made sick. We're talking about deaths, people who have died from the vaccine. It's frozen now like at 32, 35,000 at the VAERS report because, because that's controlled by the, CC, uh, by the CDC and Rochelle Walensky who pimps and whores vaccines the very vaccines that have caused a 40% increase in excess mortality inside the United States and still she's on TV every day pimping and whoring vaccines. Knowing that it's killing people, knowing the excess numbers, knowing the excess death numbers, which is why she refuses to put out the hospitalization data and the death data for the vaccinated, just of COVID-19. Not even, I'm not talking about the people who have died of, of cancer, the people that have died of blood clotting, the people who have died of myopericarditis. I'm not even talking about that. Just talking about people who are dying of COVID. More people are dying of COVID now than in 2020. Why don't you see those numbers anymore on CNN's ticker? Why don't you see them? You, they, don't even, they don't even acknowledge it. And you've heard me say this a bunch of times, but in Australia, a country that's 96% vaccinated, more people have died, more people died in 2022 of COVID-19. I'm not talking about all the other vaccine side effects. And all vaccine side effects will be camouflaged with others with with other ailments they'll say it's long COVID or whatever but more people have died of COVID-19 in Australia in 2022 than 2021 and 2020 combined combined they're 96 percent vaccinated almost all of them fully boosted they're up to five already and they're still pimping and whoring the vaccine how would you how would you and you know it just comes down to, again simple logic why would you ever take a vaccine for a virus with a 0.1 percent death rate not one percent death rate that even like 
even even uh, great conservative pundits still espouse it's absolutely wrong. It's 0.1% death rate. Why would you ever do that? But why would you continue to pimp a vaccine that after everybody's taken it, more people are dying of the very disease that the vaccine is supposed to stop? I mean, it's simple logic. I mean, it is. There has to be a nefarious motive. There has to be an evil motive behind it, which there is, of course, because it's all about setting up, first of all, lower the Earth's population, because lowering the Earth's population enables them to be what? More, more, more easily what? More easily controlled. If you have a lower population, you chop off, they, they vaccinate somewhere between, you know, five and six billion people, allegedly. That's what they say. I don't know if that's true. But it's a lot easier to control those people if you only have, instead of 8 billion people on the globe, you've got like 4 billion people on the globe. It's a lot easier to control them, just like it's a lot easier to control people's uh, financial transactions if there's only four banks. It's like it's a whole lot easier to control people if you have uh, an EV that the power source comes from an ESG-controlled power company. Very simple. I mean, it's, it's not, none of this is complex. All of this is out of the book of Revelation. And we are supposed to be the restraining out of the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. That's what we're supposed to be doing, restraining and not complying. But those are the numbers. And if you look at the numbers, if you go back to the VARES, they say 35,000 Americans have died at the VARES, and it froze two years ago, basically 18 months ago. They stopped adding numbers, and that's absolutely incorrect. Lots of people reporting vaccine deaths all around the globe, let alone inside the United States. So if you actually take that, you take that 35,000, and, and remember, that 35,000 is one of 11 veins. There's three, there's 11 veins that report to VAERS. They're only giving you one. Tom, they wouldn't do that. That'd be lying. It's Rochelle Walensky. She's a leftist whore. That's all she is. She's a leftist whore. And you're like, Tom, you're a pastor. You shouldn't be saying that. That's what she is. What do you want me to call her? She's a leftist whore for the leftist agenda. She will say anything. She's an unprincipled charlatan who will say anything to push forward an agenda. And why would you ever want an agenda that you have to lie to install? That would, that would mean that the agenda sucks, but yet they still do it. But if you actually take that and you times, somebody do it in this room, take it out your calculators in the room and times 35,000 times 11. See if you guys can figure that out and spout that number to me. Well, compare, what do you got? So you had 385,000 deaths, which is what I've been calculating at, but Edward Dowd has it at twice that many. And I would trust him more than me. He's a statistical genius. I mean, that, this is extrapolating the correct data. So somewhere between 300,000, really 400 to 800,000 Americans have died of the vaccine. That's the truth. And you're like, that would be noticeable. No, it wouldn't. I'm telling you, I said this to you a million times. Does everybody remember the tsunami deaths? I don't remember how many years ago. It was a decade ago, maybe. They had a mass tsunami over in the in the far east area you know a lot of a lot of the far eastern countries had a tsunami earthquake caused them mass tsunami killed hundreds of thousands of people nobody ever and we were all ever, i mean i was grieved by it bothered by my oh my lord kind of expecting jesus to split the sky all these people dying but listen in a week it was forgotten it wasn't even a week it was like two days it's forgotten unless it directly touches people they forget but this is not going to get better these vaccine side effects and all the tests that are coming out show that this is not leaving people's body. You can't leave your body when your genes have been altered. This isn't like you've got a flu vaccine, a standard vaccine, where you've been inject, injected with a dead form of the virus that you're trying to fight off. 
This is you, your genes have been altered. People are having babies with these altered genes, and these babies are being born with veins. They don't have an immune system anymore. All right, let's go to this one. Now, I know a lot of you have seen this already. This has been going around, but I have to show it. It's too good not to show. Here's Sarah Jane uh, video. Watch Fauci go door to door trying to pressure black, black American citizens in D.C. to get COVID shots that he knew didn't prevent COVID. It's him and Muriel Bowser, both vaccine pimps and whores. She's supposed to be an advocate for the black community. Here she is going and telling them to take gene-altering clot shots, but she's an advocate for the black community. You know, these same Democrats who Muriel Bowser and Anthony Fauci will say they're advocates for the black Ameri- for, for black Americans when they plant a Planned Parenthood center on every corner, on every urban center in America that kills 400 plus thousand black Americans per year. The number one cause of death in the black community is abortion. Number two cause is heart disease. Number three cause is homicide. All caused by people like Anthony Fauci and Mario Bowser. But here they are lying to citizens inside of DC. Play it for me, Ness. Other people aren't really told. Yeah, I know. They need a little push. A push and a drag. Yeah. My neighbor. What are we going to do about those other states? Oh, my God. They're going to keep the outbreak smoldering in the country. It's so crazy. I mean, they're not doing it because they say they don't want to do it. They're Republicans. They don't like to be told what to do. And we got to break that, you know, unpack that. How you guys doing with vaccine? So you really don't want health officials who are there to to prevent you from getting sick using political terms. This is supposed to be Dr. Anthony Fauci. If you're going in for, you know, a for heart surgery, you really don't want the person asking whether you're a Republican or Democrat. I mean, that shouldn't enter in to any health discussion. But what is Dr. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's, who was in his position for 50 years, who never treated one patient, never cared. Think about being in charge of NIAID and never curing a disease, ever. Never coming up with one effective vaccine, ever. Did it 50 years. Not one effective vaccine did the man ever come up with, ever. In 50 or 60 years in public office, amazing. It's just like Matt Gates said when he was talking to Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley, Mark Milley how they, they go ahead and promote you for failing inside of the Pentagon. The man never did one actual thing. But he's sitting there talking, Fauci's talking about health issues, back, trying to get these people vaccinated, and talking about Republicans and Democrats. And, he, and we're all supposed to believe this isn't a political, uh, motivated uh, agenda by the NIAID, by the NIH, all run by all, all run by leftist globalist uh, bourgeois elitists. But that, you see it right there. I got more from that too. I'll show you the, the back end of that video also. But I had to show you this. This is interesting now. And I showed you this video on Saturday. I'm going to show it to you again. It's very brief. It's Andrew Brigham is his name, but he's basically a congressman in Great Britain. And of course, they have a different system there. They have, they have a parliamentary system. But, so for he's what's called an MP there, which is basically a congressman. 
And he's given a speech here about the harms of vaccination. I actually got the numbers wrong on Sunday when I spoke about this at the church. You're like, Tom, you talk about this stuff from the pulpit? Yeah, I talk about whatever I want. I don't care about what, I don't care what anybody thinks. And I said it from the pulpit on Sunday that, that, that there's been, and over the last year inside of Great Britain, there's been 36,000 excess deaths. Got it wrong. I mixed up the three and the six. It's 63,000 excess deaths, not 36,000. So basically double what I said on Sunday morning. And I don't know if I got the number wrong at the pod, on the podcast. But, but 63,000, and listen, Great Britain's a small country, about 25 million people live there. No, maybe it's 60 million, can't remember. I'm mixing up, there's so many countries popping around in my head, can't remember exactly how many people live there. But way smaller, less than a third the size of the United States. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's typing away, I can hear, he'll get it for me. So it's a, it's a small country. 67. See, I know it's 60 or 30, there you go. 60, 67, 67 million people, small country. America is 400 million. They say it's 330, but it's 400 million. You know, China, 1.4 billion. So it's, a, it's actually a tiny country. It really is small. It's powerful, it's nuclear, but it's a small country. 60 million people live there. When you have 63,000 excess deaths, so if you think of America, every year we have a one, basically 1.2 million people die. And that's a country of 400 million people. And you know, if you add onto that our excess that goes up 40, goes up 40%, so we're adding like four to 500,000 excess deaths. That correlates directly to a much smaller country of, of 60 million people and 63,000 excess deaths, right? Because we're that much bigger. Correlates, you know, the exact statistical numbers, I'm not, I can't, don't have time to get into, but it correlates directly. So you're having 63,000 excess deaths over the last 12 months inside of Great Britain. Andrew Brigham, obviously conservative, probably part of the Tory party, which says they're conservative, but they're not, just like the Republican Party in the United States. But even worse, because there's still actually redeemable parts of the Republican Party inside of the United States, of which I'm a party member. But Andrew Brigham comes up just to give vaccine statistics. Has there been 63,000 excess deaths inside of Great Britain? Well, since it comes from their Bureau of Statistical Data, that would be accurate. And they all know it inside of, of the parliament. They all know it. They all know that it's accurate. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want to address that? Because it'll violate your agenda. It could stop your agenda from pushing forward as quickly as you want it to or maybe stop it in its tracks. So we can't talk about the truth. Why would you ever want an agenda that's predicated on not telling the truth? That means your agenda sucks. But yet that's what the globalist left is doing. And it always amazes me that even with the globalist left, they want to push forward an agenda. They have to lie to usher in. So the agenda can't be good if you have to lie to put it in. But yet they still will, they will still do anything and say anything and degrade themselves to do it. Amazing to me. I, I will never understand that. I'll never get that. So he says, Andrew Brigham, vaccines are not safe, effective, or even affordable. Boosters need to be stopped, and we must have a public inquiry now. Simple, very simple speech. Let me show you at least part of it. Play it for me, Ness. The simple facts are that in light of the government's own data, um, COVID vaccinations and boosters are not effective. And from the evidence of the yellow card system, they're not safe. And to the UK taxpayer, they are not value for money. Indeed, given the side effects, Mr Deputy Speaker, if they were free, we couldn't afford them. The only ones who really benefit from the booster rollout are Big Pharma, with their license to print money and indemnification against the harms of their, pro their products cause. Once again, Mr Deputy Speaker, Big Pharma have put profits before people. And on this occasion, governments across the globe have been their willing marketing agents. The whole COVID-19 narrative is slowly unravelling. 
As I believe I've demonstrated today, Mr Deputy Speaker, no one should have been boosted after the efficacy data was received on the 25th of October last year, and no one should be boosted in future based on that data. Given the evidence of harms uh, by the boosters, I now believe that we have the full explanation of both the continuing excess deaths we've seen since the pandemic, 63,000 excess deaths in England and Wales in the last 12 months, and also the reason for the huge and unrelenting pressure of demand on the NHS. Mr Deputy Speaker, it's the vaccines and the boosters and their side effects. Sadly, I am confident that I'll be proved correct. I sincerely wish it was not so. But the longer it takes our government to accept the truth, the more people will be harmed and die. The first step to putting right a problem is always to admit there is a problem. The government narrative of safe and effective is in tatters, as evidenced by their own data. Three months on from my original speech in this House, we have surely now sacrificed enough of our citizens on the uh, lives on the altar of ignorance and unfettered corporate greed to satisfy anyone. I therefore call on the government to immediately stop the mRNA vaccine booster programme and initiate a full public inquiry into not only the vaccine harms, but how every agency and institution set up to protect the public interest have failed so abysmally in their duties. So let me show you what happened just prior to, I want to get, because I just followed him on social media, Andrew Brigham, that's his name. It's B-R-I-D-G-N. Let me just say something real quick. Thank you so much to the audience that's watching right now that are watching on Facebook, watching on YouTube. You switched off a rumble because you have no volume, but our numbers haven't gone down hardly at all. We got 450 people watching. Thank you for so much for changing platforms because most audiences won't do that. And I don't know why rumbles having problems. You couldn't hear Bongino today either. They'll fix it. That's what happens with all this. What happened with YouTube when they started, Facebook and everybody else. They'll get it fixed. Rumble's awesome. But thank you for changing platforms to stick with the show. So let me show you what happened just prior to Andrew Brigham simply giving a speech about numbers that are coming from their own version of the CDC, from their own government that there are 63,000 people. Strangely, 63,000 extra people died in 2022. I mean, it's strange, right? Wouldn't you want to know? So here's what happened just prior to that. And this covers both parties, the Liberal Party and the Tory Party, just prior to Andrew Brigham's speech. Watch this video. Play it for me. You probably watched that video we used a few days ago from uh, Andrew Bridgen, Member of Parliament, who gave uh, a speech in Parliament in the UK, uh, questioning, shall we say, the official government narrative on COVID uh, vaccination. And of course, it was given to a, an empty house. But I'm going to show you something now which is uh, bemusing at best and uh, really quite sinister at worst. Let's just have a look at the clip now that was played uh, or they managed to get from the parliamentary cameras. It's not very good resolution, but try and watch it. Just stick with this. Really quite interesting. So Mr. Deputy Speaker introduces Mr. Bridgen. Everyone starts leaving as if on cue. But this guy here comes across and talks to these two opposition MPs who promptly leave. What is going on here? Now, let's... Let's look at this again. Uh, Mr. Bridgen there begins his speech again. Let's look at this again. So Mr. Speaker announces the... Now this guy here from the second bench, conservative bench, he taps this guy on the shoulder as if to say, Oi, go and do your job, mate. He immediately gets up. These two are sitting here waiting for the debate to begin. He walks across, crouched, 
These two seem to see him coming. He walks up, he points, he presumably says something. And then they promptly leave. <laughs> so tap, get up, walk across, tell them to leave. Obediently, I assume these are Lib Dem MPs, they, they, they leave. And he, he walks back crouched just in case anyone uh, sees him and makes a sharp exit from the chamber, crouched over in case he's observed. <laughs> and these two leave. And everyone else leaves and the entire, the entire benches leave and Mr Bridgen begins his speech. So, rather strange, some might think. Now, I could spend the rest of the night talking about why these people left. I mean, again, you're dealing with a range of, of levels of knowledge. Do a lot of people know that they're ushering in the mark of the beast, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name, which is, what I've been, which is the globalist leftist agenda. How many people know that? They don't know it. They're just simply mindless tools of the Antichrist spirit. That's what this is all about. It's Holy Spirit versus Antichrist spirit. Most of them don't know that. Most of them, it really comes down to simple compliance. The party stand is, you shall be pro-vax. So they will not listen to an anti-vax message because if you do, you're violating your party's rules. Why? Why you can't just listen to it, I don't know. You can still sit there and be anti-vax. They don't want to listen because they know they're going to be proven wrong, so they don't want to be proven wrong. Why would you, if you are wrong, why would you not want to know you're wrong? Again, I, I could spend all night on the, just the philosophical implications of these things. If you know that 63,000 extra Brits died, what, don't you want to know why? And if you, if you don't believe it's the vaccine, fine, prove that it's not the vaccine. You can. But they, they won't listen because they can't even be seen in the same room because that would violate their party's dictates and mandates. And we know how much they love dictates and mandates. So a lot of it is just simple cowardice. Some of it is, is minor agenda-driven. Some of it is uh, national agenda-driven. And some of it is globalist agenda-driven. There's a gamut, a range of motivations, but why wouldn't you simply just want to hear somebody? I would. I'd sit there if it was if it was somebody that's going to speak about how wonderful the vaccines are. I would have sat and listened, but you can't even sit and listen anymore. That's how controlled these people are. All right, Pat Brody tweet breaking and near, now you know, we heard it's Andrew Briggin. Did I get that right now? Is it Briggin or Bridgen? Bridgen is what the the the, other, the guy that was actually showing the video of all those people living. I mean, leaving the parliamentary hall was very pro-vaccination. He's turned. You know why? Because he looks at facts and data. He actually stays in speeches like that and allowed it to change his mind. Like other people have, Dr. Drew has changed his mind. Naomi Wolf has changed. Well, she was always anti-vax, but she's changed her mind and come more to the right. Numerous, numerous other people have. Uh, even Piers Morgan has changed his mind. Now, not to the degree he needs to, but he's changed his mind. So if you look at this, so here's the, here's the data. And all of these MPs, these basically... Uh, English congressmen and women refuse to hear is this right here breaking UK fact checkers have come out and admitted because these are what are they called in that video fact chokers these are actually fact chokers 
But they, they've all had to admit, notice, notice the verbiage that Brody's using here. UK fact checkers have come out and admitted, because they were previously lying about the statistical data, that 92% of all COVID-related deaths in 2022 occurred in people who were triple vaccinated with mRNA vaccines. Look at the bottom. This contradicts a hit piece that was published in the UK Times by the same fact chokers last fall. They had to admit it. Is this an answer to our prayers? We prayed it on this show that even mainstream media would have to report the facts about these vaccines and COVID. We prayed it. Now they're having to because there is, when you have 63,000 extra people die in a country of 60 million people, that's big because they probably have, on average, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 to 300,000 English citizens die per year, somewhere in there. And now you have 63,000 extra die. That's, that's, a, that's a huge percentage increase. They can't hide it. So the, the, even the fact chokers are having to reverse themselves because the numbers are so staggering. This contradicts a hit piece that was published in the, UK, in, the, in the Times UK last fall, which called unvaccinated individuals a global menace who must be defeated. It turns out that the exact opposite is true. Back to the top, UK fact chokers now have come out and admitted that 92%, remember, never, where, where is all of this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated talk? You can't, you can't go to the morgue and justify it because basically everybody, was 92% means everybody, really for all intents and purposes. So just for ease of conversation, everybody dying of COVID, just COVID now, not the other vaccine side effects. Dying of COVID now is a vaccine side effect. Gosh, I could spend all night on this. I mean, I, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to get to more slides. People on my production staff here makes fun of me because I come in with 60 or 70 slides to show you and I get to 14. You're on 14. I'm on, oh, look at that. I'm on number 14 right now. I could spend all the rest of the time simply on this. But every, th- these... Dying of COVID now is a vaccine side effect. Nobody's dying of COVID. The alpha variant, now listen, I don't mean this to be calloused. I don't mean mean it to be calloused. Please don't take it as calloused. The alpha variant finished off all the people that would ever die of COVID. Now, it doesn't mean, listen, every year people die of a common cold, common pneumonia, and and the flu. Okay, that just, I'm just... This, I'm being very simplistic in this conversation, not statistically 100% accurate, but statistically um, sound in this discussion. The, the alpha variant came in and finished off the people that was going to finish off, which is the morbidly obese and the elderly with, mul- with mul- mul- uh, multiple comorbidities. The elderly had a 95% alpha variant survival rate, 95%. The people who died had vascular morbidities who, listen, again, not to be callous. I don't, listen, I do not take death lightly at all. So I don't want you to think that I am. I don't. I grieve people. I want everybody. I want the most leftist of the leftist pro-abortion hack not to be killed from the vaccine because that, that, that takes away their ability to repent of their sin. So understand, I'm not making light of this, but the alpha variant, Killed off everybody that was that would should ever die of COVID, statistically speaking. It, it killed. It was the most virulent variant. It had it still had a 0.1 percent death rate. Point as you know, you go down the spectrum. Starts off, it, you know, goes starts off at 0.1 and gets to 5 percent with people over 80 with comorbidities. But which is basically the exact same path of of you know exact same death rate as as 
mortality rate as the flu. So that, that, that it killed off everybody. Everybody dying of COVID now with Omicron BA4, BA5 variant, Omicron, which is a scratchy throat and a runny nose. Everybody, people, more people are dying of the least virulent variant than both Alpha and Delta. They're all dying of a variant that is not remotely deadly. It's not remotely as bad as the flu. And they're all dying of, like I told you, more people have died of Omicron than Alpha and Delta combined inside of Australia, a 96% vaccinated country. So dying of COVID now is a vaccine side effect. That vaccine side effect is called antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which means you no longer have an immune system. You've transformed your immune system through gene altering from a, from a warrior into an usher. That's what you've done. And I could spend, again, the next 30 minutes on what ADE is. But I won't do that. I mean, I, it, I, I'm very, I have to be very careful not to be obsessively compulsed to go into every single aspect of this for 30 minutes because I want to, but I'm not going to do it. But that every, you, everything now that is being called a COVID side effect or a side effect from global warming are vaccine side effects. Well, you're, the mass deaths that you're seeing of COVID-19 and all other, what they call turbo cancer, is they're going to blame turbo cancer on COVID. They'll blame turbo cancer, which is just accelerated cancer. People that even if they died of cancer, would die of cancer over a seven-year period of dying of cancer in four weeks. Turbo cancer. They'll blame it on climate change. Everything that they blame on something else is actually a side effect of the vaccine. Of course, it doesn't cover everything. You know what I mean? They're not going to blame, you know, people dying in Ukraine of, of vaccines. I mean, don't, don't, don't over, don't, don't, I'm not overstating it. I'm not, I'm just saying that basically any sort of medical side effect that they can blame on anything else but the vaccine, they will. And that's the way that it is. So here's Fauci again. Here's Fauci and Muriel Bowser, Matt Bowser. The woman that he's with is, of course, the mayor of Washington, D.C., one of the co-conspirators of the 1-6 insurrection because she refused National Guard troops, also from Donald Trump, in, in, in conjunction and in collaboration with Nancy Pelosi, who also refused uh, National Guard troops from Donald Trump. But I digress. But here they are. Now they run into some great, really good opposition. I know most of you have seen it, but just in case you hadn't, I had to put it on the podcast. Play it for me, Ness. If you were to get infected, you could pass it on to them. So you're actually protecting your family by getting it vaccinated. Well, I heard that it doesn't um, cure it and it doesn't um, stop you from getting it. No. So on the very, very, very rare chance that you do get it, even if you're vaccinated, it's a very you don't even feel sick. It's like you don't even know you got infected. It's very, very good at protecting you. Just the Anacostia. So get up okay. there. Okay. All right. Thank See you, you later. Thank you. Have a good day. The people in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to create vaccinations. Well, it, it used to take years. Okay, it used to. It, it you, know used how, to take years. you know how many years were invested in this, in this approach? About 20 years of science to get us to be able to do it. 20 years is not enough. 
and nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allows thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, and not like, not it's like much more serious flu. than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually, yeah. too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all given that died, that's, that's once again, that's you all's number. You gonna pass. Yeah, definitely. Because when, right. when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something yeah, else, something it, else going I, on. It with is that. something going yeah. on. With something else You're right. But I'm glad millions of people like me and almost everybody here didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that's, I, I, well, I won't it's keep okay, doing it's anymore. It's okay because my, 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 my incentive, y'all campaign, is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. All right, lies and observations. Here's the lies. They said in that video, Mario Bowser and Anthony Fauci. That it will stop inf- infection, that they will keep people from being infected. That was a lie. They were confronted on it by the first woman, said that it doesn't stop people from getting sick. But then Anthony Fauci says, well, okay, after he says that you won't get sick using it, after him or Bowser, when I say he or she, it could be intermingled or it could be one or the other. But when he says that it'll stop you from getting infected, he gets confronted, and a woman says, I heard that it doesn't stop you from being infected. And then he has to backtrack and say, well, it won't stop you from getting, just, just like their national just like their national narrative was, it'll stop you from getting infected. And then they said, after months and months and months of saying that the vaccine will stop you from getting infected, it didn't stop any from be, anybody from being infected. So then they, they say, we never told you. I guess these people don't realize that they're on videotape everywhere, whatever you want to call it, recorded these days saying endless times it'll stop you from being infected. They do for months and months and months say that, it, that it'll stop infections and then it doesn't stop infections. And then they say, we never said that it would stop infections. So then, they, then so she calls them out and she goes, okay, yeah, it don't, won't stop you from being infected, but it will stop you from getting really sick. Well, I just showed you. See, these are all lies. Bull-faced lies. They're either lies of commission or lies of omission. They're, they're, they're either bull-faced lies or lies of galactic incompetence and galactic ignorance that the head of the NIAID should know better, which of course he does. He's bull-faced lying because he's covering his own criminal tracks, which I don't have time to get into right now. But after he gets, he, once he says, well, you know, yeah, it'll, it'll stop you from getting really sick. Yeah, it won't stop you from getting sick, but it'll stop you from getting really sick. And I just showed you statistical data that basically every single person dying of COVID right now is not only vaccinated, but fully vaccinated. Vaxxed, boost one, boost two, and on the verge or has gotten boost five. Those are the only people dying. The vac- dying of COVID-19 of the Omicron BA5, BA4 variant is a vaccine side effect, and that vaccine side effect is antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. The man is a bull-faced lying criminal. He is, he is a eugenist. He's killing people on purpose. He needs to be criminally tried in a Nuremberg-style trial. So he, they're lying about Muriel Bowser and Fauci. They, that's who they I'm talking about. Lie about transmission, lie about infection, lie about it being rare, that if you get vaccinated, it'll be rare that you're hospitalized, rarely die. They're the only people dying of, of COVID are the vaccinated. That's a fact. 
And Esau Fauci accidentally, both him and Bowser blow it in the video. It's funny. She, he, he gets confronted by the, the man who actually has guts, who actually is living in the truth and doesn't just, just blindly uh, follow the government, doesn't just, isn't just blindly compliant, like the entire American evangelical church was. But Fauci, go, he says, well, you mean just like the flu, which it is exactly like the flu. If you actually look at true CDC statistics, they have it about 50 to 80,000 Americans have died of COVID. That's it. The rest of it is assumed COVID, the line change on the death certificates, the new rules for assessing death. No 1.2 million Americans have died of COVID. That's a lie. There's people being di- died with COVID, presumed COVID, or they just attach COVID to their death. That's all, it's just lies. And that man questions it. He says, just like the flu, you mean? And Anthony Fauci says, you know, no, 600,000 people. And he's challenged. The man goes, that's just your numbers. Yeah, because how would you ever know? And why would you ever trust a government or a pharmaceutical company that's been caught lying time after time after time after time, been criminally and civilly charged time after time after time and found guilty time after time after time. And suddenly they're virtuous when it comes. That's the thing that's so funny to me about the bourgeois globalist leftist elite. And the, le- and, the, and the Democrats inside of America who are always, are, are always who, raging, who rage against the machine and don't trust the man. You don't trust Big Pharma for years. I used to hear Democratic politicians all the time just rage against Big Pharma. But suddenly when it fits their agenda, Pharma becomes virtuous. Pharma, beca- pharma becomes the beacon of honesty suddenly, the beacon of virtue, the beacon of morality suddenly because it fits their agenda. And then Fauci slips and he goes, well, normally we have 30, really the proper state, he says 20, 30,000. That's incorrect. It's 30 to 80,000 Americans die per year of COVID-19, according to the CDC. And then he goes, well, basically we had no deaths from from flu last year. (laughs) So he admits, how do you go basically from 138 million cases to 1,800? That's what happened. Because all flu deaths all flu infections were being assigned to COVID via fake PCR tests. And they're real PCR tests. They're just PCR tests that are not to be used to diagnose viral infections. As Carrie Mullis said, the inventor, Nobel Prize winning inventor of PCR said, do not ever use PCR tests to diagnose viral infections because they don't work. But yeah, what does Anthony Fauci do? Because he's been useless his entire career. Never come up with one vaccine that works, never cured a disease, has never stopped an outbreak of any disease. So he gets caught right then and there, basically admitting that there was a giant conspiracy. And you look at my shirt here. I need new conspiracy theories. All my other ones have come true. And then, of course, what's really funny is Muriel Bowser cannot, cannot backslide completely from her heritage. She's a black American woman. And we know the history of the United States government, which was, which experimented, which gave, just as one example, in the Tuskegee experiment, gave black American males VD and let them die without ever telling them they had it. It's all fact. She knows it. It's not conspiracy theory. Bill Clinton acknowledged it in a speech. And even the modern Democratic Party uses it, of course, for their political aspirations. So she knows this. So she can't release completely and totally her heritage, which that aspect of the heritage is correct. Don't trust the government. That really shouldn't be a black thing or a white thing. But definitely, if you're, not, if you're a black man, we never had any white Americans who were purposely infected with VD, which is a horrid death, an absolutely horrid death, terrible death to get that. We're infected with that. 
Am I getting the disease right? VD? Yeah. Okay, it is right. Okay, I'll make sure. Get a, get conf- get, get, yeah, syphilis. Thank you. We're perp- let me use that because VD is venereal disease can cover a gamut of things. But syphilis. So they are purposely infected with syphilis. And these people were just left to die. And as they were dying, the NIAIDs of the world, the CDCs of the world, the Fauci's of the world, the Francis Collins, the Rochelle Walensky's of the world sat there and just documented it. Okay, you know what? His hair is falling out today. His skin's peeling off his body. He no longer has this function or that function. Just documented as they died. Never told him they had syphilis. That was given to them. She knows that. And she can't let loose of that heritage completely because when that other African-American male says to her, there's something else going on when, you're, when, you're, when you are paying for people to take this vaccination. Why would you ever need to, if it was the bubonic plague and had a 75% death rate, you think you'd have to pay people to take the vaccine? If it, if it actually worked, it actually stopped transmission, infection, and death and hospitalizations, yeah, no, you wouldn't have to pay people to take it. You're having to pay people to take it. So he says, there must be something else going on. Because as I always say, if you have a 0.1% death rate, how does that justify ever taking a vaccine against that virus? The people who would push you to take a vaccine against a 99.9% survivable virus must have a nefarious purpose because it's illogical and nonsensical to take a vaccine against a virus with a 0.1% death rate. It makes no sense at all. So nonsensical, and this is what that guy's saying. So there must be a nefarious intent. Intent. So Mario Bowser says, in response to it, in response to, if you're having to pay people to take the vaccines, there has to be something else going on. She had to admit it. She was like, yeah, I believe there is something else going on, but I did it anyway. I mean, what kind of wretched human being are you? When you know there's something else going on, and A, you pimp it horrid to other people, and then B, you take it yourself. Just have to go through these. Look at this now. Next, next tweet. There we go. William Mackis, MD tweet, 39-year-old Alberta pilot from WestJet Jet Airlines died suddenly on March 17, 2023. Another one. Never seen this before. I span around the room, various ages in the room. I guarantee if I ask them the question right now and I'm asking you guys a question, if the answer is yes, then you can say it. But has anybody ever seen pilots dropping dead before in your lifetime? Now, these are the most uh, tested, health-tested regimented people on the planet have to pass EKGs, which of course those EKGs were changed inside the United States because all none of our pilots could pass them. So now the EKG standards strangely, strangely from a fully vaccinated population, you can leave this up now, I need this name, so just leave it up. It, a fully vaccinated population inside the United States, which is our airline pilots, fully vaccinated, statistically speaking, those who didn't get fired, fully vaccinated. Now they can't pass EKGs anymore, so they changed the EK standards. They made the EK, EKG standards less strict so they can fly with a lesser EKG score. That's a fact, absolute fact. And now you have pilots inside of, this is a Canadian airline, this is first world, first world air, right here. 39-year-old Alberta pilot from WestJet Airlines died suddenly on March 17, 2023. WestJet had an aggressive COVID-19 vaccination policy for employees. There have been four other medical emergencies in the past three weeks. And what does Justin Judeau do in response to this? Pimp and hormone vaccines. Because if they can't abort you in the womb, they'll abort you outside the room. And nothing will violate their political agenda, their political agenda to subject you, to submit you, and to control you. Doesn't matter that people, people like uh, uh, the Alberta pilot, he dies. Doesn't matter. It, that, that's subservient to the agenda. That does, it, it, people just have to die, but the agenda has to be put in place. Put up the next one for me, which goes along with this. 
Gain of Fauci tweet. Not the first incident. He is, this is actually a response to the tweet that I just showed you. This is not the first incident for WestJet. In December 2021, there were two in-flight pilot incapacitations. Everybody ever hear of pilot incapacitations your entire life? All your time. 54 years of flying? Never. But here, in December alone, in just one month, there were two in-flight pilot, pilot, not passenger, incapacitations on two separate WestJet flights just weeks after the vaccine mandates came into effect. Ironically, the airline won't say if the pilot survived, citing medical privacy. Strange, isn't it? Very strange. Go to the next one for me, Ness. Just want to show you, 21-year-old Cal Maritime, student died last month after a short battle with leukemia that had only been diagnosed four days prior. Who dies of leukemia in four days? Those without an immune system. That's who. And it's not just, think about it. Your immune system has been removed and the actual, I know it's that, that cancer isn't a virus, but for all intents and purposes, Everything that doesn't belong in your body to your to a correct immune system, to a fully functioning immune system, your immune system treats it as a virus. So not only do you have no immune system left, for all intents and purposes, it's a reprogrammed immune system, reprogrammed not to work. You not you so you no longer have a functioning immune system, but you've also taken a vaccine that actually makes the invaders into your body more powerful. So you have no Wait, it's just like it's just like defund the police. Take away your guns, take away your police, and then cause more crime. That's globalist left. Always the same spirit. Always the same spirit. Always. You can always track it. It's always the same thing. So here, take away your immune system, and then the very things that your immune system is meant to fight, make them more virulent. That's the vaccine. Go to the next one for me. New York Post, uh, uh, New York Post tweet, TikTok star Jahani Thomas dies suddenly at 30. Suffer migraines for months. I wonder why that is. Go to the next one for me. But don't worry. Billy's, Billy's on the response. Luckily, with all these people dying of Bill Gates' vaccines that now he's divested himself in, pimped and hoard mRNA vaccinations for three years and 15 days to flatten the curve, and over the last couple of months, divested in all of them after making multi-billions in profits, he divested and now no longer says that mRNA vaccinations works because he wants to get to his next level of mRNA vaccinations. But don't worry, we, Bill, Bill Gates is responding to all pandemics now on with his, the global health, this is his own tweet, the global health emergency core will represent massive progress toward a pandemic free future. So who's the number one private investor in the World Health, Orga, World health Organization? That would be Bill Gates. Number two, government would be CC, this Chinese Communist Party, who are putting together the global health emergency core that will come out of the world health organization who will be able to respond but don't worry just like just like barack obama said you like your doctor keep your doctor just like joe biden said he'll never mandate vaccines these are just people to come and help you don't worry end of the yes they have brown shirts on but they've they're just coming to help you love you all back here thursday night full 90 minutes of fury listen i have got now this is my biggest christian cuss word but ton I have got a butt ton of videos to follow. What do we got? About a minute worth of, worth of advertising for the church, for my wife's podcast, Hope Hotline. Make sure you tune into that. But we'll have, these, we'll have the, our, a little bit of advertising. Stick, stick around. You've got to see these videos that I've gotten, what we call the post game. Love you all. See you Thursday night, 830. God bless you. So what is the will of God? 
Romans 8:28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who are called according to his purpose. That's a qualified verse though. Christians use that to say that the will of God is unfolding in their life. If your business stinks, it's not the will of God. If your family stinks, that's not the will of God. He is not working for your good. He's not, he's not using your compromise and your rejection of the word of God for your good. Because Romans 8, 28 is qualified with 27 and nobody reads 27. Why is that? Because it puts, it puts the responsibility on the believer. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. He is working for your good. In that, he's listening to how you pray. Romans 8, 26, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. That's the good that he's doing. He's honed in solely on the voice of the Spirit. Are you praying the Holy Ghost? That's the good he's listening to. Not your compromise, not your sin, not your worry, not your fear. Not your bad attitude and working for your good. The only good he's working is what the Holy Spirit is telling him to do. It's only good. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt 